the eldest of five children of Vito Prosha, who happens to be blind and who was the vice president of Telesensory. And uh, Peter got involved in, in uh, uh, working with assistive technology, and um, he started working in the mid-'70s on Opticons. He has an electrical engineering degree and has worked in a number of electronics settings and has uh, in recent years taken over the business that his father started when his father left Telesensory. So uh, with that, uh, sorry I've stumbled through that, Peter, but Peter has a lot of interesting products. One of the things that he did for many years was take off-the-shelf items and, and adapt them to uh, such as tape recorders, made them four-track so that we could play our Library of Congress tapes. So, Peter, go ahead. Well, thank you very much, uh, Bernice. Uh, yes, it has been kind of a long history uh, for us in this, this industry, which, which I dearly love. Um, I've been uh, the second-generation president here uh, at IRTI for about 10 years. My father, Vito, uh, is still active with us in, in retirement. We, we have a, a, a wide range of products and technologies that we provide and service at IRTI, but our passion for many, many years has been talking book technologies. We started out in the mid-'80s modifying the Sony Walkmans, as, as you mentioned, play the Library of Congress for track tapes, which we still do today, by the way. We have a couple of tape players that we're still modifying and are still available and are still in demand. In the last 10 years, uh, we became interested in the new digital talking book technologies and uh, created our first uh, digital talking book software player called Eclipse Reader. And that was originally developed uh, for recording for the blind and dyslexic as they were transitioning from tape to digital technology. They were uh, utilizing something called the DAISY digital talking book format, and we were asked to participate, and we developed uh, this software reader, which is uh, still being distributed by uh, Recording for the Blind. And uh, we've also, um, we're very interested in, in, in making talking books. One of the uh, unique things about IRTI is most of the products that we provide, uh, we're careful to uh, provide accessible instruction material. Uh, if you purchase a product here, most likely it's going to come with an audio tape uh, describing how to use it, and some of the newer products actually come with digital talking books. Um, when when we started investigating the production of digital talking books for our own needs, uh, we decided to make a product called Eclipse Writer. And Eclipse Writer is a software tool that allows anybody to convert a text document into a digital audio book. Uh, you can either record it with human voice or you can use a synthetic voice and automate the production and very, very quickly uh, create an audio book using the software application. Uh, and that's called Eclipse Writer. That then led to our interest in developing, we wanted to be able to take print material and convert it into digital talking books 
uh, rather than using electronic documents. So we started investigating um, scanning technologies, and that's really what I'm here today to demonstrate is uh, one of the tools uh, we call Eclipse Scan, and it's actually a scanning and reading machine. Uh, but inside the reading machine, we still have that good old digital talking book technology hitting in the, in the background. Uh, one of the unique things you can do with this reading machine is you can save the document as an audio book, and that's something we might be able to talk about later. Um, so in front of me, I have Eclipse Scan. We call it the Eclipse Scan Entertainment Center. It's beautifully engineered aluminum and steel molded case. It, it, it is kind of like a, a copy machine, for lack of a better description, with a door on top that hinges up and down. And underneath the door is a, a glass window, a scanning bed. And you can put a, a letter or a document or even a book face down on that scanning bed and there's a way to get it to scan and read. The machine is about 20 inches long, about 12 inches wide, and about 4 inches high. In the front of the machine, there are rounded corners where we have some stereo speakers built into it. And then uh, in the center of the front of the machine, there is a... that... Um, that allows you to control the reading machine. Uh, on the back of the reading machine, even though there's speakers built into it, the reading machine has um, outputs for connecting to external speakers or connecting to a computer monitor where you can see the text as it's being read. But it's also used for a very unique, the monitor can be used for a very unique application. This is the world's first scan and read machine that also includes a talking DVD player, which can play DVDs either for movies or music or informational material, and it's completely accessible. It includes an Internet radio where you can actually connect this reading machine to the Internet, and it comes with hundreds of pre-programmed radio stations, and it also has a music player. So the reading machine is very neat. It's not just for scanning and reading and providing access to print, but it has a suite of entertainment features built into it. Are there any questions so far about what I'm talking about? Okay, good. Well, the first thing I want to do, um, I have uh, a document in the reading machine, and I'm going to describe the keypad a little bit. The keypad itself is uh, 13 keys. The bottom left key is the scan key, bottom right key is the read key, and then in the center there's an, a group of arrow keys, up arrow, down arrow, left arrow, and right arrow, for navigating documents, either by line or by word. And the key in the center of the arrow is actually a spell key. Up above those primary keys that... Um, alter the reading environment. We can change the reading speed. We can uh, navigate scan documents by page. If you have a monitor hooked up, you can magnify the text and actually see the magnified text on a computer monitor as it highlights. And we can also change color combinations of the magnified text. 
Um, there's also a button dedicated to learning you how to use the machine. It's called the Key Describer key, and I'm going to press that real quick. Key Describer on. Word processor dialog line one of one. Page one of one. So I have the key describer on, and the purpose of that is if you press any other key on the keypad, it's going to tell you what to do. And I'm going to press a couple of the keys, and you'll get a feel for that. Scan key. That's the lower left key. The lower right key. Read key. Up arrow. Down arrow. Left arrow. Right arrow. Enter key. So, again, if you forget what the keys do, you're trying to get your orientation on how to operate the machine, that actually has a mode that tells you the function of each key. If I press the key describer key again... Eclipse scan help dialog opened. Display window entered. Press the load key to begin reading. Press the pause key to stop reading. Press the enter key to close. And what it just did is it popped up a two-page user manual that actually describes uh, not only the keys but their functions. And it's, it's just about two pages long. There's not an awful lot to learn. But the help information is built right into the product. I'll press the key describer key a third time. Key describer off. And it's left key describer mode, and now I've gone back into regular scan and read mode. So I have a document in here. I think it's one of the instructions for one of our tape players, and it's a multi-page document. I have one of the pages face down on the scanning bed, and I'm going to press the lower left key to scan a document. Scanning process has started. Please wait. And now the scanner is actually going to move. Uh, the scanner uh, used here, it takes about 14 seconds to physically Document scan the page. has started. Please wait. And then it probably takes about another 10 seconds or so to analyze the document and then load it into, uh, we call it the Loading word processor. Document. The unit will correctly play the pre-recorded instruction tape using the factory set position of the controls. You need only to use the play and volume controls. So it immediately starts reading after it's done converting that page. Um, from here, you could put anything in there. You could put a book with two pages face down on the scanner. You could put a letter in here. Uh, you could put the phone book, uh, the Bible, a uh, uh, wide range of, of reading material. It immediately starts reading when it's done scanning the page. And if you want, you can go ahead and scan another page immediately just by hitting the scan key or just allow it to continue reading from the beginning to end. Um, scanning technology is not perfect. There are lots of scanning and reading tools out there. The quality of the scan can vary based on a lot of things. It could be uh, the quality of the print, the type of font or the size of the font, whether or not there's a smudge on the page. With, with camera-based scanning systems, they can scan a little bit faster uh, than a flatbed, which we have here, but they can also be subject to, to different lighting conditions and also potential alignment issues. So I personally find the flatbed scanner a little bit more consistent and a little easier to use to line the paper up and, and get a good shot for the picture. Um, if 
If I want to navigate a scan document, I can just use my down arrow key or up arrow, and it will navigate the document by line. Like line. The play button is located among the five control buttons on the top of. And that was one line, and then I'll go to the next line. The unit. It is the third button from the left and has a raised dot. And I can also use the up arrow and go backward through the document. The play button is located among the five control buttons on the top of. So maybe I missed something or I wanted to reread a couple of things. I didn't quite understand the instructions. So you can navigate back and forth. I can also navigate by word with the left and right arrow. The play button. And if I hit the enter key in the center of the arrows, it actually is the spell word key. It's I S. The word is. It's located among A M O N G. And a spell word feature can be useful, especially if there was an error in the scanning um, by spelling it by character. Uh, it may have mispronounced it because one character was off, but spelling it may give you a better idea of, of the contents of the sentence or something like that. I can change the speed of the reading voice. I'm currently at speed zero. Voice rate one. Voice rate two. Voice rate three. And speed it up. The play button is located among the five control buttons on the top of it. Or I can bring voice it back to four. zero. Voice rate five. Voice rate six. Voice rate seven. Voice rate eight. Voice rate 9. Voice rate 10. Voice rate 0. And back to 0. And it just cycles through 10 different positions by pressing the key, and it always comes back to 0, so you don't have to worry about getting lost. Um, if you uh, scan more than one page, and I'll do that. The process has started. Please wait. You can actually scan as many pages as, as you want, and after you're done scanning, you can then navigate the document, and it will tell you the page number. Document analysis has started. Please wait. So, for instance, if the page, uh, page down key would pay, take you from page 1 to page 2, page 3, page 4, and that can be quite useful. Um, document 2. Unit will correctly play. So there's page 2. And that's really as simple as it is. Uh, the page, their speed, and then of course, if I if I have, I'm, right now I'm hooked up to a monitor, and maybe I have low vision, and I can actually see some text. If I magnify it, I can actually increase the font size. Font size dialog opened. Suggestions list box entered. Font size 12 PTS selected. And I can go through the list. 22 points. 32 points, 42 points. The larger the number, the larger the font. I'll hit enter on 42. Okay, button selected. Font size 42 points. Color scheme dialog opened. Now here's... Suggestions. List box entered. Here's Background color black on white selected. And I can go through a list of color combinations. White on black. Dark yellow on black. Dark yellow on dark blue. And I'll select that. Okay, button selected. Dark yellow on dark blue preference changes have been applied to the current document. And now what I see visually on the monitor is a blue background with large yellow letters. And if I press the read button. 
The unit will correctly play the pre-recorded instruction tape using the factory set. And I see these nice big words on the screen being highlighted uh, as they're being read aloud. And that is uh, basically the scan and read functions. Um, any questions about the scanning and reading on the machine? We've got everybody muted. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, uh, this is Pam. Um, can you read? Can it read columns and can it read uh, graphs or, or, I mean, or is it just straight text? Um, it actually is quite intelligent as far as deciphering columns. Um, if you, there's two modes of operation, and you can go into the system and turn on what we call single column mode on and off. They're under mm -hmm. scanning settings. And if it's recognizing columns and you put a newspaper in here or a magazine with three columns, it'll actually know that, and it will stack the columns vertically and read in the correct order. If you have single column mode turned um, on, it's going to read across the top line and may not make any sense. So that's a setting that you would toggle in and out of based on the reading material. Um, as far as graphs and whatnot, I don't think it can read those. Um, however, um, we do have what we call a high-quality mode, and in high-quality mode, visually, the document is very similar to what it looks on paper. So, if, for instance, if there is a table, uh, that table can actually be read and navigated. Uh, so it does recognize some structure. Uh, so the answer is yes. Uh, you, can, you can recognize and read documents with or without columns. Uh, Pam, again, did I understand um, that you can speed up or slow down the speech? And That's is it correct. only a male voice? No, actually the machine comes with two voices. One is NeoSpeech Kate, and the other is NeoSpeech Paul. And then both voices, you can change the speed, and you can even go into a little menu system and, and uh, do some fine-tuning. You can change the pitch. And you can even make it slower. Some people like to make it go real slow uh, compared to the settings we set from the factory or even faster. So you can go into the system and, and modify, we call them preference settings. Those are kind of advanced features. Uh, most people that purchase a scan and read machine, they're going to pretty much stick with what's available, the buttons available on the front panel but you can go in to this advanced area and make adjustments like that. Now, um, next what I'd like to show you, again, you know, there are, there are reading machines out there. Many of them are very good. Uh, some of them are camera-based. Some of them are flatbed scanner-based. This is a flatbed scanner. But the thing that makes IRTI's reading machine very unique are the entertainment features built into it. Um, you may or may not be interested in them, uh, but they come with the machine, uh, and I think it adds an awful lot of value. Uh, the entertainment features are an internet radio, the talking DVD player, and the music player. And what I'm going to do very quickly is we're going to go into each of those features, and I'll give you a quick demonstration of how they'll play. Uh, the upper left key on the keypad is called the menu key. 
So I'm going to press the menu key. Main menu. Close menu item selected. Use and the up arrow and down arrow keys to navigate through the list items and press the enter key when the desired entry is selected. Okay, so it not only opened the menu, but it told me what to do if you listen carefully. You use your up arrow and down arrow to go up and down the menu items, and then when you find what you want, you press the enter key to select that item. First, we're going to explore the items. Internet radio and media player. DVD player. Audio CD player. Save and open documents. Tools and system settings. Shutdown system. Start of list. Close this menu. Internet radio and media player. So those are all the selections in this item. And I was just hitting the down arrow key going from item to item. I've paused on the internet radio and the media player. So I'm going to hit enter on that. That's the key in the center of the arrows. IRTI Internet TV and Radio Player, my favorite list entered. IRTI TIV Audio Magazine selected. Use the up arrow and down arrow to select the desired station. Once selected, use the connect key to access the station and press the connect key a second time to close the connection. Use the right and left arrows to move between the selection list. Okay, so it gave you brief instructions. Again, you're in a new software, you're in a new function of the machine. You can press the key describer key here, and now it's going to tell you what the keys do for the internet radio. We're not in scanning anymore, we're in the internet radio. So we have a key describer, we have also the help key brings up the manual, uh, but I'm just going to walk you through a couple of the procedures. Um, the internet radio is basically three screens, and I can use my left arrow and right arrow to go from one screen to the other. Right arrow. Genre list. Babies. So the genre list is kind of the category of the different types of music we have in the machine, or radio stations, I should say. And I'm going to down arrow through the list. Adult hits. Adult rock. All genres. Alternative rock. Americana and Roots, Big Band, Blindness, Blues, Christian Hits, Classic R&B. And I think there's, there's like 30 different genres. Uh, there's a lot of different categories. And if I find a genre that I want, I can just hit the Enter key on it. And then it changes the list of available radio stations for that category. I'm going to go back up to... Uh, Adult Hits. Let's see. All, alternative Rock. I'm going to go to Blindness. Genre Blindness selected. Stations list. Use the up arrow and down arrow to select the desired station. Once selected, use the connect key to access the station and press the connect key a second time to close the connection. Use the right and left arrows to move between the selection list. The reason why I like this category is we've actually put a lot of uh, radio stations um, that are very specific to our industry. We have AC, a number of ACB radio stations and other radio stations. ACB radio, ACB radio, ACB radio, radio world, AIROS live stream, Anchorage daily news, Eugene sounds, Evergreen radio. Fairbanks Daily News, Ever ACB Radio, Radio Interactive, ACB Radio, Radio Cafe, 
and I'm going to see what's on this radio station. So in order to load a radio station, you would press the same key that you would to scan a document. So I'm going to press that bottom left key. Station ACB radio. Radio cafe selected. Locating the selected station. Please wait. Connected. Buffering. Please wait. document. Well, that key on the lower right is pause. And one of the neat things with an internet radio, you can actually pause the radio station and pick up where you left off. I'm going to go back to the radio station by pressing the uh, play key. Play started. Play stopped. And I don't know how well it's coming across the phone, but the fact that we have some very nice stereo speakers built into the reading machine, music coming out of the box really sounds quite good. Um, the internet radio station, if you, you have a station that is your favorite, um, you can actually press the enter key on it, and it will copy that station into your favorites list. Are you sure you would like to add the selected station to my favorites? And then hit enter. Select station, ACB radio, radio cafe has been added to my favorites. So, you obviously, you may not be interested in all 200 radio stations that we've pre-programmed. You might find 10 or 20 that you're interested in. You can save them into your favorites list, and then they're much easier to find. I currently have two. ACB Radio, my favorites list, Early TIB Audio Magazine. And in the favorites list, I have uh, the TIB Magazine. ACB Radio. Radio Cafe. And now the ACB Radio, Radio Cafe. Um, I want to mention that the IRTI TIB magazine, that was an audio tape magazine that our company has produced uh, for nearly 30 years. And we still send out a tape once in a while, but we're also putting out uh, audio magazine now on the Internet. So one of the pre-programmed radio stations is IRTI's, and really all it is is a, it's a podcast that you can go up and listen to. But what's nice is for our clients that purchased our reading machine, they can check that podcast, see if it's been updated, and a lot of times we'll have some interesting topics, uh, interviews, product demonstrations, and whatnot. So that is the Internet radio. And there's actually more that we can go into, but I don't want to overload you with a lot of details. The Internet radio works simply by plugging in an Internet network cable. There is a wireless option that you can purchase uh, if you want to go wireless to the Internet. You do have to have Internet service in your home. that It's not included with the machine, and that's something that you would have to already have or already get to use the radio. Question? Yes. Uh, this is Hanley and Todd in New York. Um, I did want to ask before, but I'm usually on mute, and it took me a moment to get to it. Just really quick going back to the scanning aspect. When you scan a book, you mentioned it does tables, it does columns, but 
will it scan both pages in one pass, or do you have to do a book page by page? And then when the internet radio, uh, they're usually done by a particular service online. I don't mean something you pay for, but various internet radios have a, a an internet radio content provider. And I was wondering who that was, and also what about, say, foreign stations, like something in Japan or elsewhere? Okay. Um, yeah, on the scan and read machine, uh, the scanning bed itself is about 12 inches long and a little over 8.5 inches wide. If you happen to have a book that will fit face down on the scanning uh, bed, it will actually recognize that there are two columns and it will stack the two pages vertically. So it will capture them in one pass and read them in the correct order. Um, I don't think it actually marks them as two separate pages. It will end up showing as one page, but it will capture them in one pass. Okay. If the book is too large to fit on the scanning bed, um, you would lay that book one page at a time, and it would have to kind of hang off the side of the unit, and you would scan one page at a time. One of the advantages of a flatbed scanner um, is uh, an area where accuracy issues can occur is in the binding of a book. And because we're placing it face down on glass, you can actually provide a little pressure, which flattens out the book and minimizes the errors that could occur, occur uh, in the binding where the text is curving. So yes, you can do uh, two pages at a time. The internet radio, we found a source of over 70,000 internet stations on the web. And some of the stations require proprietary playback tools, but many of the stations will work with uh, the tools included in Eclipse Scan. It doesn't require a special player. It doesn't require a special audio format to be loaded. And if you happen to find a radio station, and it can be anywhere in the world, there is a feature in Eclipse Scan where you can hook a keyboard up to it and actually type in the web address of a radio station that we may have not included. Um, we do have some international stations. We've got uh, the BBC and some other stations here. But maybe you have a favorite station that you're playing on a computer and you know the web address. You can just simply type that web address into a special menu item and add it to the list of radio stations that come pre-programmed. Uh, the other thing that I should mention is Internet radio stations are not necessarily permanent. We may have pre-programmed a station in here that was available, and they tend to come and go. They go off the air. They go on the air. Sometimes they're down for maintenance. Sometimes they get canceled altogether. So I can't guarantee that the pre-programmed stations, you know, I can't guarantee that they're going to be at the same web address or they'll stay functioning. Um, but many of the ones we put in a year ago are still working fine today, and you can program your own, and it can be anywhere on the Internet, anywhere in the world, uh, as long as it's compatible with the formats playable by our machine, and many are. 
This is Pam. I have a question about the up-down keys and the um, the enter key and such. Are the uh, arrow keys um, placed similar to the computer keyboard? And where is enter? Because so many of us are just used to going to a certain place for enter and, and using the up-down keys in a certain way. What we are did, you following what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. am. The arrow keys are in the center of the keypad laid out as a cross. And you can think of the keypad mm-hmm. as kind of a square. Mm-hmm. You have a key in each corner of the square. Mm-hmm. And the arrow keys are in the center of the square. And, mm-hmm. of course... Uh, they're, they're, it's laid out like a cross. But what we also did is there's a Braille tactile dot on the four corners and on the enter key, which is right in the center of the keypad and the center of the arrows. So that tactile bump really makes that enter key stick out, and you don't even have to move your hand. Just above that bump is the up arrow. Just below is the down arrow to the left is, uh, you know, left arrow and to the right is right arrow. So it's pretty easy to find. Uh, One, due to the tactile layout of the keyboard, and two, to the fact that we did put a single braille dot on a couple of uh, important keys that help orient your hand on the keypad. Anything else? Well, what I'll do if uh, there aren't any other questions about the radio, I'm going to exit from the radio, and we're going to play a movie. So I'm going to press the the menu key. Internet TV and radio menu opened. Close menu items selected. End of list. Return to main menu. And every menu that pops up when you press the menu key, you'll notice they all have two similar options. One is to close this menu, and the other is to return to the main menu. And the main menu takes me back um, to where I can select things like major functions. So we'll, we'll return to main menu. Returning to Eclipse scan main menu. Main menu. Close menu item selected. And then I'll down arrow. Internet radio and media player. DVD player. And here's the DVD player. So I'm going to hit enter on that. Early DVD player. Place a movie in the DVD. Drive and press the load key to begin play. The front of the unit, just below the keypad, there's a little button, and that pops the drawer out on the DVD player. And this would be similar to a computer or even a commercial, you know, DVD player that you would go, you know, get down at the regular electronics store. So I'm putting a DVD in the drawer, and now I'm closing the drawer. And what you got to do is wait for a minute and allow the DVD to kind of spin up. Uh, both the DVD and the music player, if you press the load button too soon and it's not spinning and ready to go, sometimes the machine can have a hard time finding it. Um, now I'm in the DVD player application. I'm going to press the load key, that scan key, bottom left-hand corner. Locating the DVD. Please wait. Loading the DVD. Movie has started. A title in bold white letters on a black background reads, A Robson Entertainment Production. A title in white letters on a black background reads, Pause. 
Now, this is a descriptive video, so we are, the movie is telling us a little bit about what's on the screen. That's not the uh, reading machine describing things to you. I wish we could do that. Uh, we can't do that at this time. Um, again, uh, the nicest thing about this, I don't know if any of you have tried to operate a DVD player, but they can be very difficult. A lot of times you have to deal with a remote control with lots of different buttons. And just finding the beginning of a movie can be difficult because they can bring up a menu system and you have to use your sight and uh, arrow keys to go through the menu just to select the start of the movie. So what we did is we simplified that process and when you press the load key, it automatically finds what we think is the beginning of the movie. Um, from there, the movie can go off and play, but we've also given you unprecedented accessible access to the control of a DVD player. Um, some people have scratched their head, why would we create a DVD player for somebody that's blind? Why would anybody want to watch a movie? And um, you'd just be amazed how many people over the past 20 years have called us up yeah, I need a DVD player I can use. You know, I have I have a DVD with all my favorite episodes of MASH on a DVD, and I can only play the first one. I can't find the other episodes. Or um, maybe I got a DVD that's actually uh, a music video, and I want to listen to the music that's on the DVD. Uh, more importantly, I've had an awful lot of um, blind parents that have found it very frustrating that they couldn't sit down and load a Disney movie and make the Disney movie play to sit down and watch the movie with their sighted children. Um, so there are many, many reasons why one might want to have access to a DVD, and we've been asked for many, many years, and we think we've provided the most accessible access there is available. Um, the arrow keys in DVD allows you, DVDs are all laid out differently, and that was one of the challenges in developing this feature. Um, but many of them are, are uh, organized in what's called chapters. And if I do an up arrow or down arrow, it allows me to navigate through the chapters. So I can hit the play button. Play. Man to Summit Mount Everest. And if I down arrow, I can go through the DVD via chapter. Next chapter. Foothills give way to a massive panorama of snow-covered mountains. Next chapter. Blind faith and a photo of Eric on a mountain. Next chapter. The major mountains of the world range from the Rockies, my hometown. Pause. So that's kind of a nice feature. Now, the other thing that we did, which is... I think even more important is, yeah, I can navigate through this particular video audio recording based on the chapters that the publisher created, but I can open up the menu system. DVD player menu opened. DVD navigation. Help and information. Return to main menu. Help and information. In help and information, I can actually go in and change. DVDs are produced many times more than one language on a single DVD. I can select a different language to watch the movie in. 
if it was produced that way. I can turn on and off subtitles. I can change the languages of the subtitles. So you can do a lot of neat things that you would do on a consumer DVD player, but through a completely talking menu system. Under DVD navigation. DVD navigation. DVD navigation selected. DVD navigation menu opened. Restart movie. Close movie. Movie menu manager. The movie menu manager is actually a, a, a really neat tool. If I select the menu manager, what it does is it scoops up all the navigation points on a particular DVD, including multiple movies or videos or whatever happens to be on the DVD. So uh, if I hit enter on the movie menu manager. Movie menu manager selected. Resetting the DVD. Please wait. Loading the DVD. Movie has started. Accessing the movie's menu system. Please wait. Movie menu manager opened. Five menu items found. So what I can do, item two. I can navigate through all the different items. Item two selected. Movie menu manager opened. Item one. Item two. And these are navigating. I can't tell you what the items are because they're just pictures on the screen, but I, at least I can give you access to them. So say it was a DVD with 50 MASH episodes, you could actually select an item number, play that episode, go to the menu manager, select the next item number, play the next episode, and so on. So this is an area that's been a real showstopper for consumer DVD players and it's been very difficult for somebody without vision to operate and we've done a pretty good job here giving you access to I that. Close this, close this menu selected. The current movie has been closed. Question. Yes. Pam, if you have um, a movie that's audio described, do you have to um, program this in any way or will it automatically do it? No, it automa a descriptive video tends to have that audio description going on in the background automatically. So that is something that will just play automatically. I imagine there could be there could be movies where you can turn that on and off separately as you could on a uh, a broadcast, but I've never seen that before. I've never run across. This movie, by the way, um, that I'm playing is actually called Blind Sight, and it's about uh, the blind gentleman that climbed Mount Everest. It's a terrifying movie to watch <laughs> because it's an amazing thing what they were able to accomplish. A very good movie. It is a descriptive video. And the reason why I like to use this to show the reading machine is um, it's laid out in a very interesting way, and it does have... Uh, the narration to go along, which makes the demonstration obviously more interesting for all of us to to listen. Okay, anything else? Uh, yes, Hanley and Todd again. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but descriptive movies are inherent in the DVD and have basically nothing to do with the machine itself. And then the second question is navigating, like, uh, play special features menu, special features, it can also do that as well, right? Yeah, the descriptive video, the description's not being done by the machine. It is actually uh, the way the publisher uh, created the DVD. 
so that, you know, there are movies that are just DVDs that are descriptive and there are DVDs that are not descriptive. This one happens to be a descriptive DVD. Uh, you, your question about play, what was that again? Um, when you put in a DVD, uh, usually you got the ad, and then finally it settles on the screen, and first, uh, I, I can't remember all of them, but usually they'll have something like play, special features, uh, and credits, for example. So if you go, you do, if you want to go play, obviously, you know, you, you would hit the play, which is usually where it's at to start. But if you want to go to, say, the special features, which has its own sub-menu, and you want to be able to navigate that, or, you know, and then say one of them is language, and then you want to change the language, the audio language to, I, I don't know, Japanese or Spanish or whatever, um, you know, you have to go through sub-menus, and as you so noted, they're all done visually. And I assume you have, we would not have a problem navigating this. You mentioned about going through chapters, yeah, you know, absolutely not. We can navigate those just fine. You can actually, okay. under the help and information menu item, that's where you can go. And let's see if I can find that. Um, I think I have to load the movie first. Locating the DVD. Please wait. And again, every DVD is created differently. So Loading the DVD. I don't know what we'll find when we go in here. Well, if it can navigate, if that answers the question. He <laughs> um, has started. Well, while we're waiting, um, is there any uh, external Pause. hookups? Pardon me? Any external hookups in other... Yeah, on the back of the machine... machine and, yeah. So the back of the machine um, has audio output to where, you know, you could send this to a stereo system or a surround sound system, the audio out. It's got... Um, a computer out, which many big screen TVs now have an input that you can drive with that. Uh, so you can actually run this into your home theater under certain circumstances. You mean um, the USB, right? The audio system is actually, there's two separate audio systems. One is driving the front speakers. There's a headphone jack on the front panel, and when you plug in the headphone jack, it mutes the front speakers. If you're running the rear audio jacks, you would just turn the volume control down to zero and use the line output to drive your stereo system or surround sound system. There's also, this is really a computer motherboard on the inside. So there's USB ports to connect various devices like a wireless device to do wireless networking. Typically we set that up at the factory uh, if somebody wants to order that. And we can even pre-program it to your own network so we know the passwords and whatnot. Pre-program it here. When you get it, you plug in the uh, wireless device into the USB port, and boom, you're on your home network. So there are lots of uh, useful outputs. There's an output for a keyboard on the back, so you can hook up an external keyboard and use that to program the Internet radio. And uh, so there are additional outputs for that. What about public access? Like if you go to the library, you don't need a password. If, it, if it's broadcasting, um, you still need to set that up so the computer or the reading machine is aware 
of that particular uh, wireless network. If you're plugging into the network with a cable, I'm actually plugged into our network, and I just have a network cable. I unplugged it from my computer. I plugged it into the back of the unit. Um, it automatically connected to my, my network. It automatically found the Internet modem, and it went out and just started working. I didn't have to do anything. Um, uh, part of the reason is because of the way the network's set up, and I don't want to go into those details, but most home networks, that's all you'll have to do is either plug in a cable or plug in a wireless receiver, which does need to be programmed separately. Then if there aren't any other questions about the movie player, I'm going to go to one more entertainment item real quickly. DVD player menu open. D return to main menu selected. Returning to Eclipse scan main menu. Main DVD audio CD player. IRPI audio CD player. Place an audio CD in the CD drive and press the load key to begin play. Now, the audio CD player that comes in Eclipse Scan is really kind of unique. It will play commercial music CDs. Uh, if the music CD was produced with things, they call it an audio ID tag, we can actually read those ID tags. I have a music CD here that was produced by actually one of our blind um, computer instructors, but he's also a very accomplished musician and he actually runs his own recording equipment and whatnot. His name's James Malone. And I'm going to put his music CD in here, and I'm going to give it a second to spin up. And just like the DVD or just like the Internet radio, to get that thing to load and start playing, you hit that lower left-hand key. Locating an audio CD. Please wait. CD loaded. Buffering Thursday. I press the play pause key to pause the uh, um, the music CD. What I like about this is that actually, if you use your arrow keys and navigate the tracks, the real me, it reads you the names of the songs. Simple things. Spin. And you can find the song you want and then hit the play. Play started. Spin. Play stopped. So that's kind of a nice feature. It's also a CD player that doesn't just play um, music CDs. It plays CDs uh, with uh, a number of digital audio file formats. It'll play MP3s. It'll play WMA audio. It'll play um, um, WAVE audio. Uh, and those are all audio formats outputted by computers and and computing-like devices. The other thing that the CD will do and Eclipse Scan will do, and this is very unique to our product, is it will actually, you can scan or open a document. You could scan a book, and you can put a blank CD in the CD burner player, and you would go to the menu system and select Save and Open Documents, and from there, you can save the scanned document as what's called a daisy book. That's the digital audio book format. 
Um, it's the format used by the libraries, and it will actually convert that document to a DAISY MP3 file or a DAISY text-only file and actually automatically burn it to CD. So you can actually save your scanned images as audio CDs with this machine. That's very unique. It's a very, very uh, neat feature. Now, for most of us, hey, all I wanted to do was scan and read, and that's actually true for um, uh, a lot of us. These extra features, they come free with the scan and read machine. Um, I have provided a lot of individuals that are not computer users with this machine, and many of them have told me, look, all they want to do is scan and read. I think you have a great machine. It sounds good. I love the voices. That's what I'm going to do with it. I don't care about the DVD player or the Internet radio. And it, it, it's um, many times I'll get a phone call a few weeks later, okay, I'm good with the scanning and reading. Why don't you show me how to use that DVD player now? <laughs> so a lot of people might get something like this thinking they're not going to use those additional features, but most people that have purchased the machine tend to grow into it and tend to appreciate them. I'd like to talk a little bit about pricing of this machine. Scan and read machines vary in pricing greatly. They, I've seen them as high as $3,500. One of our goals when we were developing this is we thought we could build a machine and offer it a little bit less than the traditional reading machine's pricing. Uh, so this reading machine does more than most reading machines out there, um, and it's also at a lower price. The list price for this complete system is $1,995. Um, that is the beautifully designed case, the all-in-one system. You get the machine, you plug the power cable in, and you turn it on, and you're off and going. Uh, the machine does come with audio instruction tape, uh, and there's help information built into it. And, of course, our technical support team is here, uh, trained on the product and ready to answer your questions as you begin to explore the device. In addition to that, we made a software version of the reading machine. There's a kit you can buy. It's called the Eclipse Scan Kit, and it is basically the software that's inside this machine, and you can run it on any Windows-based computer running XP, uh, Vista, or OS 7. The kit includes the software. It includes a little flatbed scanner. And it includes a custom keypad that's laid out identical to this reading machine. And we'll actually provide that kit to you for $995, the software, the keypad, and the scanner, which is a pretty good value. Um, you can then take that and put it in your own computer. Maybe um, you have a friend that's you know, upgrading to a newer version of a computer, uh, and their computer might be headed off, you know, for the closet, well, that computer's perfectly good to turn into a reading machine. You simply load our software on it, put the scanner and the keypad on it, and you have all the functionality uh, capability that comes with this reading machine for $995. In addition to that, we had a lot of phone calls after we released the machine from people that already had scanning and reading devices, but 
they really wanted the DVD player. And there wasn't a lot I could do about it at that time. The DVD player was part of our reading machine, and our reading machine was $2,000. So what we did um, this about, I think we showed it for the first time at March at the CSUN convention, is we created another software application that you can load on a computer that includes the DVD player, the internet radio, and the music player. It's actually available on our website. There's a, a demonstration version that you can download and load it into your computer and try it for free for 30 days. Um, the list price uh, of that software application, that's the talking DVD player, the internet radio, and the music player is $199 which is about the cost of a DVD player, consumer DVD player. Um, and we're actually running a special this month uh, for September. It's almost uh, over, uh, where if you purchase a computer from us, you have the option of adding that software to your new computer uh, for $99. So there are a variety of ways to either get the reading machine as its Cadillac version all in one box, or software and keypad and scanner, or the entertainment features by itself. And uh, all of those things are, are being used quite successfully by quite a few people around the uh, U.S. and Canada at this time. Peter, um, yes. what size is the footprint of the Cadillac? Um, the footprint is, I think it's a little over 20 inches long. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 4 inches high and about 12 inches wide, weighs about 20 pounds. Um, it's not something that's portable. You're not going to carry it around in your backpack and use it as a scan and read tool, but it's light enough for most of us to pick up and carry around the house, move it from one room to another. Uh, it comes fully assembled in a box. When you get it, you open the box, lift it out of the box, put it on the table, plug the power it comes with a power adapter, so you plug one end into the wall socket, the other end into the power jack on the back, which is marked with a braille dot, and you hit the on button, and it turns on. Um, I forgot to mention, there is a power on button and a volume control. The power on button is also power off, and to power it on, you just simply press the on button, and the com it comes on in about a minute. Um, if I want to shut the system down, I can go into the menu and select shutdown, or I simply press the power button again, and it automatically tucks everything away neatly and shuts the system down. A couple of questions? Yeah. Um, when using it as a DVD player, I don't know about you, but I think most people tend to sit across the room. Is there a remote control for just to say the DVD functions when using it that way, and then I'd like to ask you some questions regarding the three items you mentioned. Um, that's a very good question. Um, we actually have a remote control in development. Uh, we developed the remote control primarily for the software application, and uh, it's really kind of fun. And it was very, it was a real kick watching our engineers develop it because. The application talks, when you're using the remote control, it feels like you're using a talking remote control, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it does allow you, 
uh, it has the similar um, functions on the remote control as it has on the, the keypad. So you can operate the DVD player, the internet radio, and the music player. We still have a little bit more work to do on the remote control. It's not shipping yet, but it is in development. And we were demonstrating it in March at CSUN. The remote control works with the uh, the Eclipse Media Server application. That's the music DVD player software app. And it will eventually work with the reading machine as well. Okay. Um, the other question, because you say the reading machine is not portable and, you know, 20 pounds. I, okay, I get that. So that's, you know, one reason why I asked, you know, if you're hooking it up to your entertainment system, you know, basically you want to kind of leave it there. So I got that. So when I look at the other two, uh, two or three, I should say, comparative devices that you offer, one was the uh, kit. I don't remember the full name. I actually called up about a month ago to find out about some of this stuff. Um, uh, the kit, you can add to your own computer. Say you have a laptop with a built-in DVD player. Would that, with the scanner that comes with it, I think it's a Canon, something or other small scanner, would that then give you every bit of all the functionality as the reading machine, only in a somewhat more portable setup? Yes, it would. Um, it, in or, there, are, there would be system requirements for a notebook or laptop computer. You obviously need a DVD player. You obviously need a way in the la a network connection of some sort. So it would be dependent upon what hardware is in your laptop or, or portable computer. Uh, but that was the idea of, uh, part of the idea of the kit. And actually, when I travel uh, and, and speak around the country or I go off and do product demonstrations or go to trade shows, I actually have a laptop case where there's an additional space in the back, and my scanner fit and keypad fit perfectly in that little back space, and my laptop is in the front. And I can carry my complete computing environment, my entertainment center, my scanner, everything very conveniently in that case. Okay, so then uh, the other thing you mentioned, that you're running a special for $99, you get the entertainment center, if you buy a computer from you guys, and I Correct. what kind of computers you're offering? You oh, know, we we offer a wide range of computers. Why should I buy a computer from you versus say buying my own, where I already actually have a laptop? So, well, we've been specializing in, in cre uh, value-added computer building since the mid '80s. Um, when we put together a computer. We, we choose computers that we know are compatible with the various software applications that you might be using. We have a wide range of expertise here. We have teachers here. We do remote control training. We have remote control tech support. So clients that have purchased a computer from our company, they get three what we call remote control connections a year for free. Where you might have a technical issue, um, you can actually there's a secret little link on our website where you can go to that link, type in a password, and it connects your computer to one of our technicians and engineers, and they can actually 
make adjustments, update software, remove viruses. So we, we provide a, a very high level of service and support. We also have teachers that teach JAWS, Window Eyes, Zoom Text, Magic, Open Book, all of our Eclipseware software. So I think we offer a, a, just a, a much higher level of, of service and, and service capabilities where uh, you might be able to save $100 or so by going and buying a computer from a big box store or maybe one of the bigger vendors. Um, but the first time you call them for tech support about a problem you're having with your screen reader or special access software, they're not going to know what you're talking about. So that's really the value that we can provide. Um, you, you also say if I bought a computer from you, you, you could put, say, Hal Dolphin on it or, or, or uh, JAWS or some other reader. Or Absolutely. We, we sell many of the products that you would, you would provide. Some of the products were limited to um, uh, selling within a territory. If you're calling from outside of California, for instance, I'm not a window eyes dealer outside of California. But if you happen to have software, you can buy. Uh, many of the clients actually will send us the suite of software that they happen to have, and we'll install it for you at no charge on the computer system you buy from us. Um, and and so when you get a computer. You turn it on, it comes up talking, ready to go. Um, the computer brands we deal with when we do desktop systems for well over 20 years, uh, we've specialized in custom computers based on Intel product. We like to use Intel motherboards, Intel processors, uh, Western digital hard drives. So we, we use name brand quality components, uh, and we've just had really good luck. You know, most of our computers from a hardware standpoint, they're going to hang in for many, many years beyond the warranty period. Most of the computer work we have have to end up doing, unfortunately, is usually related to people getting viruses uh, or maybe software problems, reinstalling software and things like that. But the hardware's been very reliable. We're an authorized Lenovo dealer. That's IBM uh, laptops. Uh, we do Asus laptops, are really probably are one of our favorite brands. And we can also, with the desktop systems, provide on-site service contracts anywhere in the country. So uh, if you bought a computer system from us and you wanted to spend an extra couple hundred bucks, you could get a three-year warranty with on-site. Uh, the laptops tend to... Um, uh, tend to come with a, a what's called a, a depot warranty, meaning you would either send it to us. If it's actual hardware problem, it would go on to the original factory to be repaired. Uh, if it's an Asus product, you can send it directly on to Asus. If it's a Lenovo product, you can send it directly on to Lenovo. And they offer some pretty good extended warranties. Um, well, this is great, Peter, and uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they have uh, additional questions? Do you have a telephone number and a website? Yeah, we have an 800 line. You can call us at 800-322-4784, uh, and that's, we're answering the phones 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through fi Friday. Uh, we're closed on major holidays. Okay, so that's our website. It is www. That's eight hundred three two two four seven eight four. And your website is 
www.irti.net. Okay, www.irti.net. That's correct. Well, that fantastic, and we'll have to have you come on and tell us, you know, the ins and outs of uh, building computers and things like that. So That's we really appreciate you uh, coming on this evening and spending so much of your time. And as always, we thank uh, Mr. Dick Burden from Airs LA for taking so much time to record this. So uh, soon this will be on the CCLVI webpage if you want to listen to this again. And again, you could also contact Peter at uh, www.irti.net. So hope that you'll tune in next month. And so we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much.